Hey, good morning and happy Gaudete Sunday. And the priest is wearing rose vestments. What does the word Gaudete mean? It's a Latin word. We don't use it too often. Once a year? Yeah, it comes from the word rejoice. What do we have to rejoice about? We're past way. We're past way? We're half, we're, what am I trying to say? We're halfway, we're at that, we're past, okay. And that means that we can begin to, to Christ, right? To celebrate his nativity on Christmas, but also his second coming. So as Christ draws nearer, yeah, naturally as disciples, yeah, there should be a, a joy that's, that's growing within us. Yeah, we can begin to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Speaking of light, um, last year it was during Christmas at the parish and my parents came to one of the Christmas masses that, that I was celebrating. So even though it's not their home parish, um, yeah, they drove because they wanted to celebrate with, with their son. So they were sitting, sitting in the pew. Um, yeah, it was a good mass, I think. Uh, after mass, you know, my mom tells me, you know, when you were at the ambo, um, I saw a light coming from you. You know, I, I thought to myself, my mom is so sweet. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, I wanted more details. You know, so I said, you know, what, what are you talking about? What kind of light? And I thought, you know, wow, I had maybe I had become so holy that through me, my mom is able to see the light of Christ, right? So I asked her, yeah, what? Can you describe what kind of light were you seeing? And she said. Yeah, it was the spotlight um, reflecting off your big shiny forehead, you know? <laughs> you know, sometimes you get, you know, nervous and a little warm under the vestments. And so, so she said, uh, can, you, can you do something about that? Like wash your face before mass or uh, at least grow out your hair. And so I think she's very happy now that I have some bangs. It's also a true story um, that I heard about a priest, about a parish priest. Uh, his, his church wasn't too far from the water, from the ocean, but there um, was, a, was a big hurricane that was coming and so some people had evacuated, but he, he stayed around to, to protect and guard you know, the church and yeah, it was in the midst of the storm, this hurricane, and after dinner, you know, it was night, it was dark, he came into the church to, to check the situation. And to his surprise, yeah, the water was up to his knees. And then the pews, some of them were uplifted, they were floating around, yeah, it was just a mess, debris everywhere. Um, and then while he was inside the church, yeah, the power went out. 
It was, it was dark. And you know, it, it's hard for us to imagine like a pitch dark room because, you know, I, even though we turn off the lights, we have light bleeding in from the, the lamppost in the street. And even inside the building, you see the exit sign light, right? So, but because the power went out, inside the church, it was completely dark except for one source of light. You know, it was the sanctuary light, the sanctuary candle, right, by the sanctuary. Um, so here we have this light. Uh, and it's not, doesn't depend on electricity, so you can see it. This was the only source of light in the church. And so even though it was kind of scary, like he knew where he was because of that light. Not only the sanctuary light, he got his bearings, but he knew where Jesus was. That light, it directs us. It points to the real presence of Christ in the tabernacle. Anybody heard this story before? Yeah. Yeah, we all know this priest. It's Father Brian. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a short time, less than two weeks before he came here to become pastor. Um, yeah, when, when he told me that story, actually he didn't, he didn't tell me, it was, it was someone else. Uh, I, I couldn't wait to share this, this story. But you see how we're called to testify to the light. We're called to act like that light in the sanctuary candle to point to Christ, to direct others to Jesus. We're not, we're not the source of light, right? But yet, God calls us to be the light of the world. But it's Christ who's the source of the light who is the light of the nations, right? The light of the world. We're called to be visible lights in the world that points to others a greater yet invisible light. And we see John the Baptist making this point that he's, that there is one among you who you do not recognize, right? You, you can't see the light of Christ from the Eucharist unless you have the eyes of faith, right? And this is why we're called to share the faith with others. This is how we can become the light of Christ to others. We see in today's gospel, John the Baptist, he defines himself only in relationship to Christ. Jesus is the light, yes, but John the Baptist is the lamp. Jesus is the truth, and John is the witness. Jesus is the eternal word, and John is his voice. John's true self is found in relationship to Jesus, and this is what makes his testimony effective, authentic, and true. You know, as human beings, we don't exist in isolation but in relationship. And as Christian disciples, 
We're called to ground our identity in relationship to Jesus first and foremost. And this is a relationship that extends beyond just Sunday morning, but it affects how we, how others see ourselves. It affects how we conduct ourselves in the workplace, with our family, with our friends, and even in our interaction with strangers. So this personal and intimate relationship that we have with the living God is the center of our faith and it's something that should radiate not only the light of Christ, but also it should radiate joy in our lives. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus, yeah, we should be more and more joy-filled. Did you notice something different from today's responsorial psalm? Right? I know you were participating, you were reading and praying along, right? singing. Yeah, it's not like the other times where we take it from um, the book of Psalms. It's Our Lady's words, Mother Mary's words in her Magnificat during the Annunciation. And in the refrain we sang, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Do you find yourself rejoicing in God as he draws closer? I'll ask that question again. Do you find yourself rejoicing in God as he draws closer? That's great. That's great. If for some reason, though, we find joy lacking during this time, yeah, it means that we ought to repent, as John the Baptist calls us to. And when we repent, that is, when we turn away from sin and we turn towards God and His ways, yeah, then our hearts can be free. And we too can sing with Mother Mary with great joy.